Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> yes, sir. Conversating about football. Why wouldn't you? Good afternoon, everyone. Dan Cilio, National Football Show. My boy Krause's like, wait a minute. Here we are on a Monday. What a great weekend for the NFL this past week, huh? Holy cow. Ratings, once again, I'm sure, are going to be through the roof. College football on Saturday, but I got to tell you, I was really pleased with a lot of the games. And really, when you look at some of the upsets that we saw, how about Pittsburgh getting it done against the Buffalo Bills? And you saw comebacks, too. How about Detroit, the way they played against the 49ers? I mean, how how about Matthew Stafford and how he looked? All those plus 25 plays, really good. But I got to start it out with the Eagles and the Falcons. I got to tell you something. I was, I, I was, I was really, and I appreciate everybody coming aboard. By the way, on this day, we look forward to, and I got to tweet this out too, because we are going live. And I want Eagle fans in here right now. Hungry Python, we are live. And here we go. Okay. I'm going to start it out with this. 32 to 6 victory by the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought it would be close. I picked the Eagles 26-20, but they blew the Atlanta Falcons out. The Falcons looked pretty good in the opening drive, but Eagles just pounded them into submission. Let me get into where I'm going to go here and start with the Philadelphia Eagles. By the way, anything you guys bring up, we automatically jump it into what I'm saying. So just so you know, We're going to sit here and we're going to converse back and forth. What did you guys think of the Eagles' dominant performance against the Atlanta Falcons? Hey, Fox 29 in Philadelphia's own Gary Cobb, former Eagle himself, will be with us at the bottom of the hour. We'll get Gary Cobb's thoughts on what he saw this weekend with the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to start out by saying this, and I started the conversation with Krause. He asked me what I thought of the game. Let me start it with the most impressive person Who do you think the most impressive person was in that Eagles-Falcons game? Joey B, how you doing, brother? Who do you think was the most impressive? I'm going to tell you, for me, it was Nick Sirianni, and I'll tell you why. I wanted to see Carlos, spectacular. Spectacular. I thought that Nick Sirianni, his design of the plays, his formulating of the play calling, I thought the rhythm that they played in the entire 60 minutes of football 
was spectacular. It's 60 minutes of football. Okay? Let's take it for what it is. Birdman, they were spectacular because of the way Sirianni drew up these, these plays, his play calling. I haven't seen this in tune for a quarterback and a coach with the Eagles since Frank Reich and Nick Foles. There was a rhythm. Third down, they were always in short yardage. They had only about 65, 66 plays in the game. Big Birds, he was cooking. Nina, legit. Here, let me, I'll get to Jalen here in a sec. But your coach, you should be just as, as impressed with the design of the plays. How about that over the uh, shoulder throw that Jalen made in the corner of the end zone? That was all freed up because the tight ends were getting it done on the seam and the linebackers for the Falcons couldn't cover him. I mean, he was really a good play caller in that Falcons game. Joey B. Daniel Jones, I'll get to him. He sucks. That whole giant organization, the GM, the head coach, and the quarterback need to be removed. But Sirianni, the designs were really great. Blocking schemes were great. Everything that I thought they would struggle with because I didn't see them in game situation. Let me say this to you, man. They were good. It was so well orchestrated. You know, anytime you get a rhythm and you've got a coordinator and you've got a quarterback that feels the rhythm and all these guys are rolling in the same direction, it's pretty good, man. Jalen, 27 of 35, 264, three touchdowns and 62 yards. Remember what I said? I'd like to see Jalen where around 250 yards passing and 65 yards rushing. That's kind of what I envision. 27 to 35, the most important thing are turnovers. Now let me get to Jalen, how well he played and how good I thought he looked in this game. I thought he was just spectacular also. He was so in control of the game and in the pacing of the game. It was calm, really looked calm in there, you know. Nothing got out of hand. By the way, the tight end position really is going to be a massive factor for the Eagles. You know, it was really well orchestrated. I like that word, Muhammad, poise. There was really great poise on the sequences of plays. Big Birds, we held Matt Ryan to under 170 yards. I want to know the last time somebody did that. It's a great call here. I'm going to get to the other side of the ball. But here, I thought your coach looked great. I thought your quarterback looked great. Jalen really did a nice job at keeping them off. And you know, you know what he did too? He pulled the page out of Russell Wilson's playbook. And you know what he did? He ran when he had to, not when he felt it was convenient to. If that makes sense to you. He felt when he needed, by the way, that could have been on first or second down. He felt there was a, he had a great, Feel for the game yesterday. Ralph, all our young players scored too. That was encouraging. Ralph, absolutely. 
And he said, that's the coach though, Ralph. That's the coach getting everybody involved in the game. Let me get to your old line now. By the way, you guys have been talking to me about Kelsey, and this is the first time that I've had an opportunity to really break down Philadelphia Eagles football. Let me tell you something. That guy, Kelsey, is a bitch. What an absolute awesome blocker down the field on second levels. He scooped and slipped up to the linebackers consistently all day. He was next level blocking. This guy's down the field blocking. I could not believe at his age and how many years he's been in the league that he was second level. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I saw him knocking guys out in the second level. And when I say second level, that's linebacker. You've got the first level with the D-line, and in the second level, you've got linebackers. Nina, Malata is a – that whole entire group, Lane Johnson, everyone, were just really – they that looked the best offensive line that I've seen for a Philadelphia Eagle and a defensive line in four years. That's the best I've seen. That offensive line has a chance to really move up. I mean, 32 to 6, that game was never in question. Maybe in the first seven, eight minutes it was. But what they did was they systematically beat them up with their two fronts. Defensive line, now look, the defensive line gave up 124 yards rushing. Is that a number that is a little high? Maybe. However, when you can hold the Atlanta Falcons to 260 yards in total offense, and in today's NFL, you hold them under 300 yards of total offense, you're going to win 13, 14 ballgames when you do something like that. I mean, I saw the Malata hit. The guy's incredible. I mean, and, and for as big as he is, I mean, really, that was just really a great performance on the offensive side of the football. They were well orchestrated. The plays were great. Play calling was great. Quarterback was in sequence with the coach and the play caller. The O-line dominated at the point of attack. Stars stepped up. Hey, there was even like a, a Zach Ertz sighting. The, the, the other tight end was spectacular as well. That's a really good-looking position. Let me get to Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, six catches, 71 yards. I think he roughly uh, was around 12 yards a catch. He had a touchdown. Let me say this to you, too, about the kid. I love the way that Sirianni put him in space and created lanes for him to be able to kind of move around in the pocket. There were so many Alabama routes I saw him running. And that's a testament to the coach. You know, why? And I, I've always wondered, when you get to the NFL level, why do coaches not take some of the plays that made you a star in college and implement them in your own playbook? Those old school coaches, that's why you're not seeing them anymore. And you're seeing the Kevin Stefanskis. You're, you're seeing um, the Nick Sirianni's now. You're seeing all of these young, bright coordinators taking what those kids did in college and they're implementing them. Like I said, that kid Chase and Burrow, they were throwing LSU routes to one another. It looked like that LSU team a couple years ago. He was, he was a major factor in that upset win. It's a good job for Cincinnati. But Devontae was put in position, and he really, I am, you know, again, is that going to be like that every week? Are you going to see 
wide open lanes like that every week. You're not. But, man, that's a hell of a start. I mean, think about it for a second. You're talking about him right now. If he, it, he He's on a pace for 1,100 yards right now, somewhere in there. Okay? He'd be on pace for 1,100 yards. You get 1,100 yards in your rookie season with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to be a player that people are going to start elevating more and moving up when it talks about quarterbacks that are going to be future quarterbacks and franchise guys. I'll tell you, the, the play by Jalen last night, or excuse me, yesterday afternoon, was really smooth. Patience. Had a lot of it. Smile says the only thing that didn't work on O was having two running backs at the same time. You know, you, you know what, Smile? Didn't the kid have still, didn't he have like 60-some-odd yards rushing, 70 yards rushing? I think um, the kid had something like that. I mean, they got enough in that running game, along with Jalen, who put up that 62 yards rushing. I mean, they moved the ball. They ran the ball for 173 yards. I mean, anything over 150 is a good day. You know? I mean, they had 434 yards in total offense. They had 434 yards in total offense to the Falcons, 260 yards in total offense. That's a great day. It's a great day across the board. Robert says, I remember Jalen beat New Orleans last year. Yeah, he was really, and, and New Orleans, by the way, how about the way Jameis Winston looked? 148 yards passing, five touchdowns. It's the first time in NFL history someone's thrown for that few yards and had five TDs in a ball game. Pretty impressive. Okay? By the way, there's another play caller. Sean Payton takes things that Jalen does, or excuse me, Jameis does, and implements them into his own offensive game plan. You know what that was? Throwing the ball vertically down the field. The one thing that had been missing from the Saints offense for the last, what, four years is that Drew Brees did not have the arm strength to throw over the top any longer. That's all that dink and dunk and stuff. So that was a good victory for them. They beat the you-know-what out of the Packers. And we'll get to the Packers. It's funny. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit here. Um, Krause's like this. Come on, Sills. You know, the Packers, you can't only put up three points. The, the offseason noise, true. But Aaron Rodgers is 26-7 and seven over the last three years. I don't know. M remember when uh, we saw Brady get destroyed in Kansas City? The Chiefs beat the living hell out of them. They wanted, they wanted Bill Belichick to go to Jimmy Garoppolo. And what, what the famous line was on the Cincinnati. Come on, guys. Relax. Okay? Relax. Big Bird says... Gainwell showed enough yesterday to where I'm excited to the potential growth for him this year. I'll tell you, I'm excited for pretty much everybody on that Eagle offense. Here's what I'll say about the defense. I think the defensive front four, I think they grabbed control of the game as the game went on. Am I right when I say that? Paul, Ravens and Raiders tonight, even though it's a mass unit in the running attack, I'll say this to you. I got Ravens because I think Lamar's just better. Um, the Raiders could make this thing close. Hey boys, I'm back. Don't worry. I'll wait. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll wait. 
<laughs> oh, no, no. The only thing I'll say on the defensive side, like I was saying, they grabbed control of the game kind of in the second half, uh, in the middle of the second half. Okay, and then they started getting a lot of three and outs. They started getting those three and outs. Okay, and you're right. I mean, they really did a nice job on Matt Ryan. And like I said, 260 yards in total offense. You know, a lot of ball games. And remember what I also said on Friday? You can't let that Falcons team have over 70 uh, plays. That's kind of what they did. Ralph's saying that Jimmy G is going to fly across the country to get the snot beat out of him by Hardgrove and the boys at home in the opener. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. That's going to be an interesting ball game, isn't it? That's going to be an interesting ball game. Okay, 49ers. 49ers, Eagles. Woo! Find out a lot, man. Birdman says, Eagles are going to win the East. Joey, be all my passion. Smack talk means nothing. Eagles are better. Dude, the Giants suck out loud. That entire organization. Okay, that entire organization. Need a new general manager. You need a new quarterback. Dave Gettleman has not, have you seen that offensive line? And, and by the way, I projected that the Eagles would finish in last place in the East. The Giants are the worst team in the East. And someone would go, Sills, after one week, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater goes in and beats the doorknobs off you? I don't know. Tone says, Devontae Smith is as advertised. And Ertz, in a two-minute drill, sold me on his poise and preparedness by the way Atlanta only only got off 64 plays that's a great job defensively that's a great job defensively really is man Dan I may eat 10 sausage sandwiches next week <laughs> oh my god Carlos man Lincoln Fine. hey if you look at my Twitter page I've got the link behind me I was broadcasting for CBS slash USAA, and on my Twitter page, I've got the link. I was broadcasting live on the field and freezing my baguettes off in December. Whew. That was a cold one. It was about two years ago. I was at the link freezing my baguettes off. So on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show, I got the link in the background. Now, um, I couldn't wait to talk to you guys. You know, I mean, what do you take what do you take away from that game that was the most impressive part of the game that gives you optimism this year that you think this team could win the NFC East? Because remember something, let's concern ourselves with winning the East first. Sportsman, fair enough to Chris Sims for admitting he got it wrong about Hurts. I mean, he was on this show even. We've had we had Chris on and Chris said the same thing. I don't really see anything in him. Eagle Empire, let's not get too excited. Atlanta is a bad team and even worse without Julio Jones. I, I, hey, you could add two Julio Jones. Their offensive line and their defensive lines. Um, you know, G. Cobb back on bandwagon. <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk to him. Hey, dude, I grew up with Gary Cobb. Gary Cobb's from my hometown. I was telling um, 
Krause, yeah, Gary Cobb's from Stanford. Uh, he went to USC, won a couple national championships. Man, I love me some Gary Cobb. O-line and DT combo has me excited. You should be. And, and you know what? I was just saying this, too. I was saying that in the second half, the defensive line really started. I thought Fletcher Cox, as the game went on, he started playing a lot better. Okay? And, and they got, by the way, they got to the quarterback, too. You know, they were hitting him. Maybe you're not going to see it in stack, sack numbers and stuff like that, but they were hitting him. You know what, Carlos? This goes, hey, wait a minute. Have we not been hard on Howie Roseman? Have we? Hey, by the way, I got to show you guys something. You guys are going to love this. I got a text message from Nick Seriani on um, Sunday. You're going to freak out when I show you this, as long as it doesn't show his number. Okay, check this out. It's Xander's, Xander's name's there. But look at this. So I got a text message from Sirianni on game day. He's going to still try to do the big sales show. I congratulated him. Awesome. See you down there. Awesome. Yeah. We were, you know, Jimmy Johnson's like, are you watching this? I'm going like, yeah, I'm watching this. This Eagle team. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I was pretty, sh- I was pretty stunned with the flow of the game. And, and, and here we, we were very critical of Howie, right? Hey, we were very critical of Howie. Let's do this after game one. Good looking roster. Could that change by week three? Absolutely. Remember something, every week we will be evaluating, and then we're going to talk about three weeks. Every three weeks, we'll see how the team is doing. But you get opportunities to improve your football team each week. And I'll tell you, I'm shocked coming out of uh, camp with very little, very little game preparation. I mean, I thought really the defense did a nice job on third down. Linebackers were a little bit better. I thought your secondary. Now, not the, hey, and know this, like like everyone's saying, the guy Kyle Pitts, man. I mean, they, they they needed to do better getting him in open space. But you know, I don't think the offensive line for the Atlanta Falcons is very good, and they really couldn't because they were getting great pressure from um from the Eagle front four and really the Eagle front seven. I thought they did a nice job. Boy, how about some of them hits in there by the linebackers too? Really good, really good. All right, what's the biggest thing you take away from this victory? 32-6 over Atlanta. We'll hit on the rest of the storylines in the NFL. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia is going to also join us. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. The live post-game show is powered by IBEW Local 98. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. We're going to talk to Gary Kyle's Fox 29 here in a minute. Former Eagle himself. James Whalen says, biggest takeaway, all the great young players. Rieger, Watkins, Bradley, all better because of better coaching. I, I improvise there for you. Incognito, no. Hey, Big Seals just went out to dinner, man. That's on me. Big Joe wanted me to come on, man. We'll never miss another post-game show ever again. Know that. We're not missing any of that. Giants will be 0-2. Giants vying for a number one pick. Giants may go 0-8. Giants are horrible. That's a horrible football team. That's a horrible football team. Um, yeah, I take my takeaway was the, the biggest takeaway for me was Nick Sirianni. I know you guys, and player-wise, obviously, it was Jalen in his, in his play. And as a group, the O-line were the things that stuck out to me. But, boy, I'll tell you, you guys may have gotten lucky because coaches, did you see Urban Meyer get out of the gate versus the Houston Texans? Think about this for a second. The Houston Texans are in chaos. They are in chaos. And they blasted the Jaguars. 
The Jaguars were never in that game. They were never in that football game. And Tyrod Taylor dismantled them. That was not a very well-organized, well-designed. The plays were inconsistent. I watched it because I wanted to see how Urban Meyer's coaching staff would attack a very suspect Houston Texans team. And it was chaos. And I did not see any of that. Now, smile. Yeah. David Culley is a hell of a coach. He's a great play designer. If I'm not mistaken, I think he comes out of Harbaugh's coaching staff. He, he's a great play designer, too. And you saw those plays designed, and they attacked them exceptionally well. That's what I'm saying to you about Nick Sirianni. Sirianni really had some well construct the constructing of the game plan here. I've got the perfect thing. Carlos, how about this? Everyone, did that game plan look like a Frank Reich game plan? Did that look like how Frank used to construct the plays in Philly? I've known Frank Reich 33 years. 33, maybe 35, 6, maybe more. And I know how he designs plays. I saw a lot of Frank Reich in that game plan for the Eagles. The plays were so well constructed, designed. And then the execution, the quarterback was in sync with it. Calm. And you know what they didn't do? They did not do this. What? They did not lose their poise, their patience. Play calling is such a feel, okay? It really is. It's like being a doctor. Some guys put plays together and try to jam a round peg into a square hole. And some guys manipulate the peg and the hole. And they know how to do it. And they're, they're great at it. Sometimes you can see the same offense and have the same playbook. But if you have a guy that has a different approach to how he sees the game, that's why to me, I'm going to tell you guys this, I don't know if you subscribe to it or not. And we have had great play callers before in the past that weren't quarterbacks. But I'm going to tell you this, you know who, you know the people that make the best managers in baseball to me are catchers because they deal with pitching staffs. Do you know who the best coaches to me that really make great head coaches are former guys who were like former quarterbacks that have seen the game and most notably the backup guys all have turned out to be pretty good coaches in the NFL. I'm not saying every one of them. I'm saying, but there's a there's an understanding that you see the game. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of that, got to get to one of my guys, and I tell you this, man. I, wait a minute. Let me let me rephrase that. I'm one of his guys. Uh. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm one of his guys. Fox 29 in Philly zone. Gary Cobb, former Eagle, longtime NFL vet. I'm one of your guys, Gary. So I gotta I gotta throw <laughs> that in there, man. Welcome aboard, brother. I'm so happy to see you. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, uh, we go way back. We go way back. But um, really, pleasure. Uh, good to see you doing great and everything. And uh, I get a chance to check out your show. I hear you over there going going after and putting it out there. You know, and you tell the truth. 
Gary, you know what? And I would, be, I got to tell you, I have, I have for the first time been really watching this Eagle team. And I want to throw this, I want to start with the coach. The thing that shocked, shocked me the most was the development of the plays, the designing of the plays, the poise and the patience that they had in that game. I thought Nick Sirianni called a great game, designed a great offense. And for a team that didn't have a lot of preseason guys playing in the games at all, just in those organized practices, I was impressed. Were you? Uh, most definitely. And, you know, and that was some of the things that I was going to look for. You know, a lot of times, you know, you see coaches, they got all these designs, but what happens during the game, you know, when you got a chance to score? Now, this was something really that was lacking with Atlanta. You know, they got down there on those first two drives. And, and what kind of plays did they call? It looked like Matt Ryan, he didn't know what he was doing. And he, you got a veteran quarterback. But the Eagles, when they got in scoring position, they ran that pick play. Now, I'll tell you this. I do like the way the Eagles coaches, they teach, you know. And you could have coaches that get out there and yap, yap. No, these guys explain things, you know, and, and and they do a great job of teaching. I hear them. I'm out there. I'm listening to them explain. I'm going, you know, this guy's not a bad coach. And, and Nick Sirianni, he emphasizes that. He wants to make sure guys know what they're doing, know why you're doing it. So, like, on those pick plays, look how many pick plays hurt the Falcons. They're not running the pick play properly. You don't even have to really – you don't have to touch the guy. All you got to do is make him – be indecisive, and then you get away from them. But what they did is they would go ahead and, and, and pick the guy, you know, touch him. And when you intentionally run into him, then they got to throw the flag on you, you know. And Zach Ertz, on, that, on, 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 um, on the play that we were talking about with that pick play for the touchdown, Zach Ertz got in the guy's way, then he avoided him. So he didn't touch him. So you can't call a pick. But if you touch the guy, chances are they're going to call a pick because – you know, we know basketball, that's a pick when you run into the other guy, the guy that's guarding the other guy. So uh, they haven't explained that well in Atlanta. Those guys don't understand that. You got veteran players, don't understand. Don't touch the guy that you're really picking. If you don't touch him, they can't throw the flag, you know? A absolutely. And it really, like you just said, it's all with design with what they did offensively there. Let's go over to Jalen now. I'll tell you, you know, the poise and then the over-the-shoulder touchdown throw in the corner there. I mean, all the things that he did in the game. The thing I took away, I said he had to be around 250 yards on Friday and 65 yards rushing. He was kind of around that number. But the way that he was in sync, it looked like Frank Wright and Nick Foles of old where these guys were just – I mean, they were, they were feeding off of one another. And I took that away from him and – it was really smooth, and your thoughts on the quarterback's play against the Falcons? Well, you know, the, the kid the kid has the older guys on the team believing in him. Yeah. You know, right away, when I talk to the older guys, and they like this kid. They go, you know, this, is a, this kid knows what he's doing, and he, he knows how to lead a team. So he's got those qualities. So the things I'm looking at is his throwing and everything, but he's got everybody on that team. They believe Jalen can make the plays and help them win. So – that does a lot right there. When you guys, you get in the huddle, you believe in that quarterback. I tell you, it's, it, it just does everything for an offense when they, everybody believes that that quarterback can make the plays and make it happen. So he, he has that going for him. And he was doing that all during the offseason. You know, he's, he's got these guys working out. He, he's drilling them. You know, every time he walked by him, he's asking them about this play and that play and everything. He's talking that stuff all the time. He's like a coach almost. 
And, you know, he was raised by a coach. So I, I really think the kid has those qualities. And then he was making his throws on the money. You know, he, he really uh, looked good there yesterday. Now, in truth, you know, playing the Falcons. The Falcons, they need to be taken out and horse whipped. That, that was that was poor, man. They Come on. They, they don't score on those first two drives. Then it's like they had nothing, man. They, they were not playing with passion. They were just going through the motions. And Matt Ryan, he looked like he just basically said, oh, you know what, we're not going to win this game. They, they really didn't look like much. In it. And that coach, he, he just did not do a good job with that because they, they just really didn't have a good uh, design down in the red zone. And this guy's supposed to be a, an offensive guru. I didn't see it, man. You know, he looked great when he when he had, you know, the certain people you're handing that ball off to. And it makes you look real good in the red zone when you got, you know, guys running over everybody. But he just did he really didn't do a good job there yesterday. You know, I I, I thought Nick Sirianni just totally outcoached them uh because they had designs, you know, that uh the last touchdown to Rager, he could still be running, you know. They weren't ready for it, you know, and they were running those hitch routes. I mean, how many of those are you you're going to run? And they still aren't covering it, you know, uh, the way they came out. But I, but some of the things the Eagles are doing, I think, are good things where they're basically calling the play at the line of scrimmage, really, and they're letting Jalen do a lot of that. So that shows they have confidence in him, that they're letting him call a lot of the plays at the line of scrimmage, depending on what the defense is giving them. I'll tell you what, Gary, the other part of the team, too, and like I said, I just started really watching uh, Eagle football. This kid, Kelsey, the way he gets up on second level and he, he slips and scoop, and for the people out there, that's the guy in front of you. You've got to kind of slip him to scoop up on the guy that's the linebacker, and you got to try to block a guy like Gary Cobb who's running pursuit down the line of scrimmage. <laughs> that entire unit, man. Look like that Super Bowl unit of a couple of years ago. If they keep that up with that kid, Malata, that could be as good a unit as that unit that won that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I, I definitely think the offensive line is, is definitely one of the strengths of the team. And, you know, I knew that going in because, you know, they've got all pro bowlers up there. you got three pro bowlers up there. And then you got this kid, Malata, who looked like they brought him from outer space, man. I, yeah. I've never seen a kid as big as he is. He's really about 380. You know, they don't put it out. The kid's almost 400 pounds. And he hey, Gary, you know what? He kind of reminds me of Larry Allen, but he's bigger. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is that big with that type of power where it's really scary, you know. And his potential, uh, he, he could really be a great player uh, that's over there for a while and really one of the better players to play that position. He's got that type of potential. And then when you look, you got a Lane Johnson at the other right, at the right tackle spot. And, and then, you you know, you got big Brandon Brooks over there at right guard. They should be able to run the football on people. They're going to be able to have a pretty good year. You know, the thing is, if Jalen plays well, they're going to have a good year. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to win all the games because they're not going to play Atlanta every year, every uh, every week. Because that Atlanta team, somebody needs to give back their money off of that game yesterday. <laughs> you know, you know that, that's, that's one of the things I think they need to put in, which is, look, you can get paid, but some of you guys need to give your money back when you steal, you know. Uh, even though I got to admit, I, I stole a year, so I, I, I can't. I can't <laughs> hey, Jesse James, at least he used a gun when he was robbing banks. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right, because you do have people, you know, stealing money. But yesterday wasn't really – I wasn't impressed with Atlanta, but 
this is going to be an interesting year, boy. I tell you, there are a lot of things you see that are happening, boy. I, I look over there at that NFC West, man. I'm going like, yeah, every team won. Woo! They got, they got. They, I mean, with Arizona coming on like they are, man, that's that's interesting over there. But it's gonna, you know, I tell you, the, the Eagles. Who knows? They might be able to sneak and do something this year. Gary, what do you make of the defense? Um, they gave up. Let me put this: 124 yards rushing. Not a great number, but not terrible. But they only gave up 260 yards, and as you know. In any era, you give up 260 yards in total offense. That's pretty damn impressive, especially when you got Matt Ryan. And like you said, not going to sit here and say that the Atlanta Falcons were the Super Bowl Atlanta Falcon team of a couple of years ago, because like you said, they put the white flag up probably in the second quarter there. But all that being said, the defense may be the really the questioning point of whether or not this team can win the NFC East. Do you agree? Uh, I agree. You know, uh, they do have a good defensive front, you know, and, and they did show up. You know, I, I knew that one of the keys to the game was how the tackles did against the interior of the Falcons line. You know, you knew, especially because they had they had a young kid in there and they exposed the kid, 77. He's uh, a young kid that was in there because uh, of injury. And I knew that uh, Javon Hargrave, uh, Grave, if he played the way he'd been playing during the, the preseason, that he should he should do something, and he made some noise. He got a couple sacks. You even have uh, Ridgeway got in there and got a sack. So they got the pressure up the gut, and you know Matt Ryan, a guy who can't run, pressure in his face. He, he you know you you got him. He's basically gonna really throw the ball away or get on the ground because uh, if he, he's not able to look downfield, he's really not comfortable moving out of that pocket. So that pressure up the gut was going to be one of the keys and. They, they they didn't dominate. Like at the beginning of the game, yeah, you know, they, they let Atlanta get going. So uh, it was really important that they kept them out of the end zone. When they kept them out of the end zone, they, they held them to just six points with those two impressive drives because Atlanta looked good then. They looked, they looked like a different team. I don't know what happened that changed them, but on those first two drives, they really were really dominating the Eagles. But then, they, you know, that, that defensive line woke up the rest of the way and they really started getting after the Falcons and the defense came on and, uh, you know, you had the, uh, the DBs getting in on it and they really took everything away. I mean, Ryan, he never threw the ball downfield effectively. Yeah. They, they really weren't able to get anything going after that first drive. The first drive, they looked impressive. They came out, they were crisp and sharp and they were taking it to the Eagles, but they got down there and couldn't put the ball in the end zone. I kind of fault that coach because, I didn't see a good design of a play that they knew. And you know, a good coach, some good coaches, they got a few plays. When they get in the red zone, they're going like, this is a touchdown. They got certain plays, they're going, hey, hey, watch this. This is a touchdown. And I didn't see any of that, where you had you know, some kind of scheme, but they weren't running those pick plays well. And that, that really hurt them because that called back uh, some big plays for them just because the, the guy had already caught the ball and has gone, and you're, you're running into the guy you're picking, and they're throwing the flag when you had no reason to run into him. The guy's already caught the ball and gone, you know, and that's just not good coaching when those guys don't seem like they understand the rules and how to run those plays effectively. It really hurt the Falcons, and, and that's why I got to give uh, Nick Suriani. These guys are teaching their players. Uh, you can see them out there explaining you know, what's going on. 
And I tell you, really, uh, I learned a li little bit just standing out there. Listen, I'm going, you know, this is pretty good. They, they do a great job with the wide receivers. And you so you got a young team that's going to be getting better as the season goes along because this is a team that's developing. Uh, they're not there yet. Uh, chances are they're, they're not going to be in the playoffs. Chances are. I mean, they, who knows? Maybe they shock everybody. But they got a lot of young kids that are learning. And they got good, hardworking kids that listen. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, Devontae Smith, you see this kid listening, trying to get better every day. You know, and they keep on doing it, man. I tell you, that's the way you get better, and that's the way you become a pro. And, and uh, you know, you definitely got somebody like Jalen who's leading all of them out up there every morning, work, go through the practice, work, man. If a play's not right, let's run it again, you know. That's the way uh, they get after it. So they're going to get better and better. And uh, at some point, you know, they're going to be a very good football team because they're working. And I, I love to go up there and see them get, get after it. You know, you know, Gary, the, a victory like that, you know, especially when you have the situation that the Eagles came out of with Doug Peterson moving on from Carson Wentz, you know, there's going to be a lot of doubt when you go into a game and you don't know what your head coach is going to be like in a play calling situation. You don't know what the sidelines. I always tell people, brand new head coaches, watch the organization on the sidelines. I watched Urban Meyer against that Texans. It was a train wreck. Guys were pre-snap penalties. Guys didn't know punt return, kick return. The play designs were horrible. And so some a victory like that for the Eagles, that's got to be an ejection for that entire locker room. Don't you think also that coming out of where they came from to see how smooth that went? And like you said, let's not toot our horns too high here because it was the Falcons, but still fundamentally and organizationally, that's got to be a positive. Uh, without a doubt. And and that's one thing I can see with Nick Suriani is they do have order. I mean, they, they, they got everybody going in the same direction. Uh, they make sure everybody knows what they're doing, even on the sideline explaining, Hey, this is where you're going to be during the game. I want all of the offensive line over here. You come off, you sit and you talk about what happened. You know how important that is during a game where everybody's communicating. So if somebody does something, you know, you see some teams where they're, they're run the same play against you 20 times. You never go talk. Hey, they, they run for 100, 200 yards. You still let them run that play without going over and saying, hey, we're – what do you see out of that play? You know, you sit down and talk about it. Whereas you see good teams, they come over to the sideline, they're talking. Uh, they're talking about everything that happened uh, and they're making adjustments. And when you got good veteran teams, see, that's why that's why they win because they'll only let a play happen one time and then they'll make an adjustment. And you you, you got that kind of communication going on with the Eagles. I like the, the way uh, they, they explain things. I like the way they communicate. And they're getting all that done. We'll see if they're able you know, to reach the mountaintop, but they're definitely uh, trying to get there. I do like you know, the, the way that he does everything. So you know, at least you have that. That gives you a chance. You know? if, if you're all confused on the sideline and nobody knows what's going on and everything, I mean, I've, I've seen teams like that. You get your butt kicked. And then you're sitting there looking at the tape the next day. You're going, man, they, they, they were running that same play. And then they were going over the other side, running that same play. <laughs> and nobody talks about it. You know, that's that's stupid. And uh, thankfully, I wasn't on, you know, too much of that. But 
I have seen that. It's, it's, hey, it's I a got, shame. I, hey, get, I got to show you something. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I, you know, I, that was, I, I that was my running mate at UM. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, uh, boy, you, you know, you guys had some great players, man. I, you know, and when you start talking about um, – you know, UM, UM and, uh, you know, of we were I, like you guys at Southern Cal, man, when you played there. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, you could see that with, with, the, with the way the guys talk. And like when I met Michael Irvin, you know, right away, I'm going, man, this guy's made of a different cloth, you know, because he was a wide receiver. Not afraid of anybody on the team, you know, <laughs> you, and you knew this guy was a fighter, too. Whereas, you know, some guys, they, they don't get it. But when you're around a championship quality you know you only want certain quality which is you want to win you want to find ways to win and that's what everybody's doing and clearly you guys had that at the u of m you guys had had that quality man where everybody there expected hey we're going out to win and so you know uh, of course uh playing with michael and with uh jerome those are two characters there i don't know how you, you get both of them <laughs> Hey, I heard you're back in Stanford, our hometown. So, um, are you gonna go on Bobby Valentine's staff, and are you gonna are you gonna sit next to Mayor Valentine? <laughs> That's right. I, hey, I, I told him I was gonna, uh, you know, uh, go up there and help him campaign some. But uh, you know, he's a great guy. I think he'll do a great job. That's why. Who knows? Uh, but not. Nah, I, I doubt I'll be uh, I'll be doing that. But I, I'll try to help him get elected. I'll tell you what, Gary. You are. In our hometown, man, your family is synonymous with sports. And I, I tell everybody, here, oh, here, I go like this, damn, here comes the lead singer for Cameo. He come walking in the damn locker room. I was like, wait, is that Gary Cobb? I said, they looked, I go, you don't know what a legend this guy is. I said, if that guy could go to Southern Cal, I could go to Miami. I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding you, Gary. Because of what you did getting out of Stanford to go to Southern Cal, every uh -huh. kid from Pizzuli and everybody went like this. If Gary Cobb could do it, we can do it. Honest to God, man, we all thought of you. You're like the godfather. Plus, everybody, every time I used to play baseball at Cubetta, hey, Cobb hit a baseball 500 feet over that damn right tech. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. I can't do it. He goes, no, he hit a baseball on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Garrett, thanks so much for doing this. I hope you do it again, my friend. My pleasure. Hey, great talking to you. And I, I enjoy your show. Uh, you, you do a great show. Go, do a great job with that. Thank you so much. Gary Cobb from Fox 29, Eagle Analyst. And we'll take a brief time out, get to all your spins. Okay, you can see I revere Gary Cobb, Gary Cobb, right? You keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this. This, this, and that. 
Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. The live post-game show is powered by IBEW Local 98. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. said that it'll come on once a week for us. And he works the sidelines for the broadcast because the Eagles are on Fox. So, very cool. It's good to know people, right, man? Good to know. Russell, Strings, it was a balance, run, pass, and one of the best ones in deck. Hey, dude, Russell, that's really a great call there. They ran the ball. And they did it effectively with that offensive line. Can you imagine if they had a star running back back there? I, I think they need one. You give, you give Jalen Hurts a star running back, that football team could win 12 games. Now, Gary is right. Now, listen, folks, let's do this here. Let's, let's, let's do this. What, how, many, how many yards did he have? Did he have 70 yards rushing? Sanders, I don't, I don't remember the number exactly. Um, let's be, let's let let's do this. Smile, Gary Cobb, man. He's one of the coolest dudes I know, man. Seriously. Hey, can I tell you guys a secret? You guys want to know a secret about Gary Cobb? You want a secret? I know, Kevin. He's a rugby guy. My daughter loves the guy. How about this, man? I think it was either his brother or his cousin that was involved in the um, Boston College point shaving scandal. Yeah. I think he coaches now in Arizona high school basketball. Crazy, huh? Um, 
Jalen Hurts is going to be the next Michael Vick. Ken, so come on, man. The Atlanta Falcons, like Gary Cobb just said, are not very good. I mean, it really did. That team was not. Hey, I'll tell you this. You know, I think you guys are not looking really at how great a job that Nick Sirianni had to pull that team together after what had happened in the offseason. I'm telling you, man, I watched that Urban Meyer presentation that he did against the Texans. It was a train wreck. How about this? The new coach in Atlanta, that was a train wreck. They were waving for the white flag in the second quarter. Hey, yeah, Jordan Malata steamrolled one poor guy. I saw that, man. He just absolutely blindsided him, crushed him. You know what, Dre? That's exactly – Dre, do you know when Michael Vick learned the game? It's when Andy Reid taught him the game in Philly. When he, when he showed him how to prepare – they never told Vic in Atlanta how to prepare for games. Sanders had 113 yards from scrimmage and 20 touches. He, he ran the ball for 113 yards. I didn't think the Eagles had a 100-yard rusher. Paul says, so does the Eagles' performance on Sunday make you adjust your total wins for the year? No, I'm Paul, I'm going to hang there still at nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna still hang there. I'll let you know. How about this, Paul? I'll let you know after after game three. Eagle Empire hurts place more like Wilson. Yes, than Vic. Yes, Eagle. Eagle's right. He plays more like Wilson. Oh man, did he have hey Kevin Sirianni was just the play calling, the designs were just great. T Hilton, I love it. Not only are the Falcons not a good team. But it was the first game of the season. Most teams are still in preseason form. Don't get ahead of yourself, folks. He's right. You're right. That's why I I always look at three games. I look at three games, and that's when I start to get a trend of what a team is looking like. Like, do you really believe that the Green Bay Packers are going to suck the next week out? Do you believe that? You know, you know, you know what's crazy? The knee-jerk reaction on that Aaron Rodgers stuff. Okay, he's twenty-six and seven. Do you understand that this guy's won twenty-six of thirty-three regular season ball games? Really? And you're going to throw the white flag at that guy? Now you may hate his attitude, which I do too. But again, you're talking about a team that didn't show up. Was there too much outside noise? Probably. That's where I'm going with this. Hey guys. That's where I'm going with this Eagle team. How much noise was in the offseason for the Eagles? You think there was a lot of noise in the offseason for the Eagles? Do you? New coach. Got rid of a quarterback. Right? General manager's under heat. All right? I mean, you got rid of your main mainstay guys. There's no foals in the room. You dump the wide receivers. There's no Jackson or Jeffries anymore. You change your dynamic around in your locker room. You think that there wasn't noise? I think there was a lot of noise. But you know what they did? It all settled on game day. In Green Bay, it simmered 
and exploded on game day, didn't it? That was clearly a result. And I agree with Krause. Krause's right. That's That was a direct result of what went on in the offseason. That team just did not look like they were engaged for that game. Like they just showed up. And get this, don't ever be shocked when the opponent shows up too and says, let's go play 60. And Jameis Winston has a lot to prove. And that Green Bay team, I'm not concerned. I will be after three three games. If they're playing around and fumbling around like that, Aaron Rodgers needs to come to uh, a reality talk with himself if he still wants to play. I mean, because if he's, if he's doing this right now, that he kind of wants to play, you know, Robert, thank you. It's always been a trademark of mine, Robert, that we've always had the best guest in the country. And we do. I think the only other guy that you could probably say that has as good a guess as us um, would maybe be Rich Eisen or Dan Patrick. And get this, the resources that those guys have compared to Big Sills, I just pick up my cell phone and I just call these guys. You know? T. Hilton says, the measuring stick for me is that third game against Dallas. If the Eagles can hold Dallas under 30 points and keep the final score within one possession, then they have a chance to win the division. Huh. Huh. Let me read that again. Hey, hey, Krause, put up T. Hilton's, um, put up his statement here. Guys, what do you think? This is a smart take. This is a balanced Eagle fan that was encouraged on Sunday. And to me, that's where I'm at. T. Hilton, I'm there with you. Tone, I will know what the team is on Monday night football in Jerry's world. That will be Hertz's coming out party. Jalen Hurts will outplay Dak Prescott in week three. Birdman, um, it's hard to outplay. I, I don't know that the Eagles have the same firepower that Dallas has. They may indeed end up developing into that, but they have Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. They have just as good an O-line, and they've played together. Remember something, what you saw against the Falcons, this is kind of brand new. This is kind of all new here. Now, now, Birdman, I will say this. Do you know what's going to happen in that Dallas game? Let me take a look at this, for instance, here. Give me the next three games for the um, for the Eagles. Let's take a look at this. Give me the ne- How about this? No, not the next three. Give me the next two games for the Eagles. What's the 49ers? Give me the next, give me, give me the next three here, or the next two games. Next two games. Niners, it's Niners and Cowboys, right? It's Niners and Cowboys, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. This is going to be a very physical next two weeks for the Eagles. Brandon, Zeke has gone downhill. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. You're correct. Okay. So it's 49ers and Cowboys. Here, let me let me let me go here with you. 
I was one of the people that said until Brian Baldinger convinced me that the Eagles have depth and they're going to be a great O-line. And he's been right on so far. Has he not? Baldy said it. Krause, what was it, three weeks ago? That this unit can be really good. And he's been watching them. And I'll tell you this, Ross Tucker said it too. Ross said it. said, hey, man, this, this unit has a shot. So every game that this old line, who was much maligned a year ago, goes into, they're going to try to be the best unit on the field. Because you know why? It's a thing where you want to be considered the, the best. When they had the best old line, they won the Super Bowl. Okay? Yeah, but Russell, they ran the ball against the Buccaneers 11 times. That was by design. I mean, they just stopped handed it to them. Now, the Bucs are number one in defense a year ago against the run. So, yeah. Oh, and this 49er game is going to be a, a, quite a test. By the way, Jimmy Garoppolo played pretty well. He had over 300 yards rushing. I know the 40, I know the Lions came back on the 49ers, and they showed some fight, and they showed some heart. But uh, Garoppolo was pretty effective in that game. I don't think he had any turnovers, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he had any T.O.'s. In that game, but I thought Garoppolo played well in that game. And it's gonna be that's gonna be a test. Eagles and Cowboys almost always split. Yes. Hey, well, because it's a common, it's a common opponent. Eagle Empire, it's a common opponent. Okay. I mean, when you have common opponents like that, you rarely see a team sweep. You know, it's always a home and away. Joey B says, Sills, what up with the Canes struggling against Appalachian State? That was embarrassing. Seriously, that was embarrassing. Okay, embarrassing. By the way, kudos to Oregon upsetting Ohio State over the weekend. And for the record, Ohio State's run defense, where's that thing gone? They got ran over by Minnesota. If that kid doesn't get hurt, and now he's out for the season for the Gophers, I don't know. And then Oregon ran the ball right down their throat. That is not the same front defense. Ohio State does not look very good, in my opinion. And uh, Brian Day's got some answering to do. No question, but congratulations to Mario Cristobal for winning um, that football game. Mario's a hell of a football coach. Congratulations to you. If we can hang with the Chiefs, not win, just not get blown out, would be huge. Dre, I hate that, but you're right. Okay, I hate that, but you're right. You know, I don't like those moral victory things, but hey, and did you see yesterday? I thought the Cleveland Browns really did a great job against the Chiefs. But those critical plays late in the ball game, you can't have interceptions and you can't have three and outs when you're trying to win a game at Arrowhead. I mean, Baker Mayfield played well. He did. But still, if you're going to be considered an elite guy, you win games like that. Still got a ways to go. But they ran the ball effectively. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, man, that's what that football team. And they got people on defense too, by the way, the Browns. The Browns are going to win some ball games. Okay? Seals and I may be eating some sausage sandwiches. Giants and Canes, eat the pain away. Thank you. Hey, Eagle, man, that Oregon team, I if you saw on my Twitter page, go over to my Twitter page, on my ballot, I ranked the Ducks third. 
I ranked them third behind um, Georgia and Alabama. Incognito, I got crushed with that OU game, OSU game. I couldn't believe they got ran the ball over like that. They just got steamrolled. I do have Bama number two. You know why I got Bama number two? I got Bama number two because Krause busted my stones. That's not true. I got Bama number two because Georgia played Clemson. And Clemson's good, a good football team. Okay? Now, do I think that Alabama's the best team in the country? I do, but you got to get credit for winning. Who, who did Alabama play? Mercer? Okay, so they played an overrated Canes team, and they played Mercer. So they played eight quarters of nothing. At least Georgia played Clemson. You know, I mean, at least you played somebody. Alabama hasn't played really anybody. Yeah, and you heard me say it. Yeah, they play. <laughs> so I take a lot of good things away, man. I take a lot of great things away from that. You know, if, how about this? So you got the 49ers this week. This is going to be – so you've got a very, very young coaching battle going on this week. you got Kyle Shanahan versus Sirianni. Let me tell you the history here with these two guys. Let me think back on this thing here. Kyle Shanahan is a great designer himself of offenses. Fantastic when it comes to the designing of plays. And this is Sirianni's big deal. Okay? Sirianni is a guy who, this is going to be a well-coached, everybody's going to be um, really in the right place. It will not be a shootout. I don't think it will be a shootout. Hey, by the way, do you know what I'd like to see now that if Zach Ertz is going to be on this football team, you know, I know that there was a lot of conversation on moving him off the Eagles. You know what they need to do, dude? They need to get him more implemented in the offense. Joey B, his daughter went to UF and son went to Bama. Split household. Oh, yeah, baby. I see here. Watch this, though. Joey. It's 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 Gators in Bama this week. I don't know. <laughs> I'll probably watch that stupid game. But I'll probably watch that stupid game. So Sills, what I think I heard you saying is you dropped Kraus like a bad apple. Hope the dinner was good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. No, no incognito. Oh, <laughs> Oh, hey, 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 hey. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> Okay, Incognito, I see. You're one of them. See, let me tell you about Philly fan. Right there, you know what these guys are? They're shit starters. Hey, okay, did you hear what your boy said about you last night? You hear what he was saying about Hurts? He said Hurts sucked. Hey, John, this guy's saying that you're talking trash on Hurts. And before you know it, Incognito's in the middle. You know who he is? He's Don King. Incognito, is he, your new name is Don King. Always oh, starting. Uh, Don King Incognito. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How is the Niners versus the Eagles not a Sunday? Oh, man. Hey, that still may be fun. <laughs> that game still, 
<laughs> Mr. Instigator, right, T. Hilton. Jesus Christ. I miss guys like that, though, back east. Hey, Joey, you know you, you know you get the guy like this. Hey, hey. Did you hear what that guy was saying about you, man? He said that you don't know shit about football. You think you do. Uh, who said that? Well, you know, Krause said that. Hey, hey, Cilio. Krause's talking trash on you. Incognito. Hey, Don K, really? I'm not sure about that. Really? Yeah. And then before you know it, everybody's like, yeah, who? And this guy's sitting back there like with popcorn and beers going like this. How you doing? Give me a break, man. I know a hundred friends like you back east. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Silio, did you hear what he said? No. What'd he say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Wait a minute here. So Eagle fans are feeling pretty good about themselves. Philly Cat, how you doing? Hey, so Philly fans, you guys feel pretty good about yourself. You beat up on a nowhere Atlanta Falcons team. Here, let me, wait a minute. I'm going to play incognito here. I'm going to go incognito. You ready? Hang on for a second. Oh, no, no, no. Watch this. So you guys are really – I got to do this. Hold on. So wait a minute here. Here, I'll do Philly radio. Let me see. I'll do the Fanatic because they 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 go after the Eagles more than the whip does. So let me do this. I'll do here for you. Watch this. Okay. You guys really going to hang your hat on this Falcons game? Huh? Great. You scored how many points on the Falcons? How many? Oh. You guys had four wins last year. Congratulations. You beat a sorry-ass team. Oh, for the record, you also had four wins. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I think it was a good start, too. And I, I'm not I, – I like I'm – a, I'm a big believer in momentum. Dev, you're right. Hey, man, thank you so much. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Nunez, thank you. <laughs> Sills and Schlerer taking acting classes. See, no, 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 no. I don't, I, I, I'm not a very good liar. That's been a problem of mine. Calvin Ridley, generational. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Really cool. Yeah, I do think it's a great start, though. I'm always kidding aside. I think it's a phenomenal start. Hey, by the way, somebody brought this. One of you guys brought this up. Every single team in the NFC West won on Sunday. And that guy, Chandler Jones, had five sacks. See, Xander believes that, you know, Aaron Donald, the greatness of Aaron Donald, you know, a generational player. Chandler Jones may break that sack record this year of 22 by Strahan. He he may he may win that. And by the way, the NFC West, every team may make it to the postseason. They may be all your teams counting your wild cards there in the West. Because that's a good looking football team. Yeah, Paul, you're dead on, man. 
Hey, and by the way, Kyler Murray is looking, he's getting better. He's getting better. Okay. Um, my boy Krause, uh, he's like too much trash talking on Bama. <laughs> oh, man. But hey, I'll tell you what, that was a really good performance out there out west, huh? Kyler Murray and that Cardinals team. I mean, holy cow. Some really great stuff. We'll get back to everybody. If you have any thoughts, please post them. Having a lot of fun on this football Monday. We'll go around the league, too, and we'll take a look at some of the games, and especially in the NFC East. But the Philadelphia Eagles got out to a great start, 32-6, to and they really owned that football team. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. The live post-game show is powered by IBEW Local 98. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Silio, National Football Show. So, 
Big Joe goes like this. Sales, I was going to put you on the post-game show. Where the hell are you? It's football season. You think this is ballet season? What is this, guy? And, and Sanders last night calling me. He goes, okay. And then, then today, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. No wonder Incognito's going like this. Dude, Big Joe dropped you like you were a bad meal. <laughs> Like, you were a bad meal. Oh, really? How about this? Later, kid. Oh. Robert, Eagles beat the 49ers last year. The 49ers were a mash unit. They were a mash unit. And Joey B, Daniel Jones, does suck. Holy cow, does he suck. Dave Gettleman sucks, the GM. Joe Judge sucks, the coach. I mean, the New York, think about this. Remember when everybody was screaming for, like, Eli to retire? Well, I bet you this. They they ruined the days of going back to at least the Eli years. Terrible. How about what? Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Look at how this is setting up for the Eagles here for a second. Let's take a look at the news that came out of the weekend. So let me get this right. What's the guy's name now in um what's the guy's name in Washington? Tyler Hankey? Is that his name? Tyler Hankey? Is it Tyler Hankey? I don't even know. I've never heard of him. He's your quarterback with Washington. Daniel Jones sucks. Yeah, that's it, Muhammad. That's the new name, Tyler Heineken. Tyler Heineken. That's his new name. I'm calling him Tyler Heineken. Hey, hey, Dev, I saw that. The head coach of the New York Giants threw a challenge flag on a TD. This is what I'm telling you about Sirianni in his first game, though. This is what I'm telling you, guys. I'm telling you, man. Okay? It was a big deal the way that team looked and how organized they were. That was well constructed. The whole freaking thing was great. Yeah, Tyler Heineken is the head coach in Washington who doesn't even have a name. It's like the team formerly known as the Skins, just to take a uh, a Prince reference. And now they got a quarterback by the name of Tyler Heineken. Great. Tyler Heineken is your new quarterback. Congratulations to you. <laughs> hey, if I were Eagle guys, man. Don King. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Sills, you sign an agreement. You make a contract. You... <laughs> I don't think that policy works with the Krauses, okay? <laughs> it's more like the mafia when you're with the Krauses. They have a right to give you you-know-what, but okay, once you're in, you're in, I guess. Should have won more than six games. The adjustments was good to see. Oh, it really was. It really was, man. What's up, my man, Mike? Thank you for coming aboard.
Eagles have a hired good coaches for almost two decades. Chip was a bad hire, but his first year, yeah, but you know what, Chip? You know why Chip wasn't a good hire? It's because Chip needed to be his own guy. Chip doesn't have general managers at UCLA or at Oregon. You know, he answers to alumni and boosters. Those guys don't really tell him about game day stuff. I don't. I think Chip's problems was the disconnect between the front office and how they how an NFL front office works. I think. And now look at him. He's doing a really nice job at UCLA. They finally look like they have a football team in Westwood. That that team's physical. They're they're good. He's recruited well. He's his problem was dealing with the organizational structure of the NFL. I think Urban Meyer's going to struggle with that. That's not as easy as you think. You think that Washington would bring in Cam. I know. You know what's you know what people are saying in the media? Watch this. Well, you know, um, Ron Rivera doesn't like Cam. So what? I I, I would if I didn't like a guy, but I thought he could help me win a football game. I'd hire that guy in 10 seconds. This is about winning, not about feelings. T. Hilton says Giant fans thought they were going to blow out the Broncos. I didn't. I picked the Broncos to win that game. Von Miller not as fast. I know. I, I thought they'd win. I thought they would win because I thought they had a better defense, and I'm I'm a Teddy Bridgewater fan. I'm a Teddy Bridgewater fan. Russell says Peterson lost the locker room. Sirianni got it back. And as I was saying with Gary Cobb in the last hour, watch what this – guys, watch what this does. Watch what this does here. So, right? <laughs> well, you know I'm friends with your son, Carl King. My wife couldn't believe it. She, uh, Carl King got me Tyson tickets. We used to go and – to Tyson fights in Vegas because of Don King. Don King I've known for, oh, God, 30 years. It's come to all the Miami games. But let me let me throw this at you here. New coach, new coordinator. He's never been a head guy before. You know the veteran guys are in that locker room going, man, you think this guy can play call? Do you think this guy can design plays? You think these things are really going to be open? Hey, man, putting him up on a chalkboard, and going like this, hey, if you do this and execute this, you'll be wide open. It's really blind faith, isn't it? You've really got to have crazy blind faith to do that. But then all of a sudden, when you see it being executed flawlessly the way it was in Atlanta, it's see, this is where I kind of disagree with Gary a little bit. I don't care that the Falcons sucked. I care that the Eagles looked so smooth. There was a rhythm. There was a pacing. To the play calling. How many times did you see him in third and short? Right? 434 yards to 260. Muhammad there. Krause, put that up for Muhammad. See this right here, folks? You think that that is, do you see this? Everybody knew their assignment. Let me tell you guys something about that. Maybe insignificant statement that you think sometimes the most common things to do in an NFL game or a football game are the most difficult things to do. Guys being focused, what's your assignment? Kickoff return, punt return. What's your assignment? Defense, 
point, extra point. Knowing the teams you're on, knowing that you're constantly watching the game. Personally, you know what, Mike? Again, basics, those are the things that sometimes escape teams. Yeah. How about this? The punter even had a standout game because of field position. When you get to the NFL or when you – hey, let me, let me say this to you. When you get a job at Google or you get a job at Twitter or one of these high-tech companies, you think it's on-the-job training? Well, I give you three years before you can, you know, work your way into, you know, the position you've been hired to. Same thing with the NFL. You're expected to know that you line up right. How about that coffin corner kick that he had, too, that went out inside like the 10-yard line, too. There was some really great – there was some fabulous special teams played in that game. Really was. Just tremendous. I mean, but how many times do you see that where, you know, the common thing is the most difficult thing? And I saw that three kicks inside the 10. It's great. It's fantastic. Now, as great as that was, 49ers this week. We'll get into this 49ers team more tomorrow. But here's what I expect the 49ers. 49ers held off the Lions. 49ers defense is very good. And I know you're going, Dan, they gave up all that yardage in the second half to the Lions. True. But we're not really going to sit there and say that the season for the Eagles is going to be what we saw in this Falcons game. It's going to be somewhere in between. That Because you, what you don't want that to be is the highlight of the season. Oh, my God. Muhammad just said it. Full stadium at Lincoln Financial. Hey, let me ask you this. Are they allowing are they allowing tailgating? Eagle says I'm a I'm a mechanical engineer. I better know. I better show up knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> we got a big problem as the rock said. <laughs> know your role. Damn right. The blocking from Kelsey and even Johnson was spectacular in that ball game. It was really spectacular. Okay, so wait a minute. Is tailgating going on at Lincoln Financial? Like I said, go over to my Twitter page. I got uh, Big Sills is doing a live broadcast from the Lincoln Financial on my Twitter page. I was broadcasting for CBS and uh, for USAA. It was one of the Army-Navy games. I think it was two years ago, the Army-Navy game. And I was doing CBS stuff. And I was there, and it was snowing like a bitch in Philly. Holy cow, man. It, it was it was cold as hell, too. And I was doing my radio show from the convention center. Does that sound right? And, I, yeah, I was doing it from the convention center. And, um, yeah, then I, I did, like, broadcast all week long from the link. And I loved that parking lot, you know, where the Sixers play over, you know, a little bit south of the stadium or towards the highway. I like that whole park there, man. Hey, by the way, just a, hey, just a question for you guys. Um, it, it, is that where the old vet was too? 
Was Yvette in that parking lot? Because I, I think because I played at the vet, and I think that that kind of reminds me that that area looks like it. That's where the vet was. Don King says allowing tailgating. Who's going to stop it? Don't screw around with Philly fans. They'll break your jaw. Thank you. Hey, I told you, man. Here's a Philly snowball. See this battery? Put it in the snowball. Get it up. Where's Irvin? Bang! Right off the noggin. I done. That's a Philly snowball. Stick this sucker right in there. Come in here and talk trash. What do you think, Celio? Tailgating. Who's stopping me? Who? The guy that lived in the stadium? He ain't stopping me. <laughs> Who's stopping me? Huh? Hey, can you imagine you got your, you got your sausages, okay? You got your sausages, your hamburger, you got chicken. I don't know. Maybe if you're an aristocrat, you got some shrimps you're going to put on your grill, right? Or you're a bocce. Do they have a bocce? See, they don't have a bocce grills in um in the West Coast. They don't even know what that is. You know, little grills we have back east, right? Put your little coals in there. If you're an aristocrat and you're feeling good about yourself and you're having a good year, you throw some shrimps on a skewer, right? You got your tailgating. By the way, I got a question for you. This is very important. Michael, good teams beat bad teams. Great teams beat. We'll find out the next two weeks, Michael. We'll find out. 49ers and Cowboys? I don't know. We're going to find out immediately. We're going to find out immediately. Okay. I had a debate with somebody the other night on my national radio show. On your hot dogs, do you put ketchup mustard at the link? Don't give me the relish. I don't care about the relish or the onions. Don't give me that. I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. Okay? I put mustard and ketchup on my dog. Okay? I just don't have a hot dog with mustard on. I can't do it. Just mustard smile? Can't be true, man. Can't be true. Ketchup, mustard, relish, salt, pepper. We out. God dang, Ed. How did, hey, how them dogs there at the link? Ketchup, mustard, a must. That's right, man. People on the West Coast, they only eat like mustard in their hot dogs. I'm like, who only has mustard in their hot dogs at a football game? I mean, then again, they eat cheese and drink wine at football games. Small splash of ketchup. See, that's right. It's got to be plastered with mustard. I'm with that. I, I'm with that. So this weekend, man, at the link, that place is going to smell awesome. Holy cow. That, hey, guess what we got to do? Remember in Philly, they used to have a thing called the wing bowl? Well, Big Sills needs to have, like, we, we need to have, like, a, like a tailgate party. Brown mustard. We need to have a tailgate party in Philly. Yeah. Last time at the Philly Sports Complex, I went the wrong way. Cop jumped out, stopped me. Said you're going the wrong way. Did you see the arrows? I said, arrows? 
I didn't see any Indians. Oh, congratulations to you, Monday through Friday. Don King, he plays he, – he, hey, he plays the Rio. It's off the strip, just so you know. Congratulations to you. DJ says, I'll DJ it. You're in, dude. You're in. Holy cow, man. Get all the Philly dudes in there. And we just have a tailgate. Now, hey, hey, Philly fans are funny with me, man, because last year I was I, 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 I put something out there on my Twitter page about a trade. They jumped my ass all to hell for it. Ah, you mother, that thing ain't happening. We not getting Beckham. What the? Oh, man, I went crazy. They went nuts on me. Yeah, they were. Javian Clowney. Remember, I, I threw that out. Eagle guy goes, you really think we want that dude here? You really think Eagle fans going to forget what that guy did on the, on the Wentz play? Do you really think that we're going to take that guy? Oh, I'm, hey, that's another one of those public enemy number one is the Davian Clowney, right? All right, let me give you my – hey, man, you should, Tone. I'll say this to you, man. Watch this. Best sports cities in America. You know what's fun about talking to you guys and people from all over the country? You know, I'll give you my top five NFL and top five college football teams here in a second. Is is that you're all, like, loyal to the soil. You know what I mean? You're loyal to the soil. And I think Philadelphia's the best sports city in America. I think Pittsburgh's pretty cool. Boston, I know everyone hates it outside. But people are jealous because Boston's won a lot. Chicago's got a pretty good sports city, okay? Miami is not very good. It's front runner. Los Angeles is front runner. San Francisco is front runner. Let me think. Here, I'll, I, here, I'll go down all the cities. Watch this. Philadelphia is a spectacular sports city. Baltimore, kind of a good sports city. Um, New York, New York's funny. Giants, they show up. Jets, they kind of don't. Hey, when your only hero is Fireman Ed, okay, Fireman Ed, that's your – hey, Fireman Ed is as famous as Joe Namath. There's a problem. Pittsburgh's a great city, okay? Pittsburgh's a great sports city. Denver is a great sports city. It is. Kansas City, way to go, Joey. Holy cow, man. Kansas City is a great sports city. Great sports city. This is what you have. Phoenix, I don't know. San Diego, I, I don't think so. Los Angeles, they don't even sell out. They don't even, like, have high ratings for Laker games. I don't know. Dodgers? guess so. I don't think that's a very good sports city, Los Angeles. Cleveland's a great sports city. Don, Miami is not a great sports city. Yeah, did you see uh, the packed house or the not packed house for the Canes? It was their season opener at home. The place looked like it was empty. I don't think so. Uh, Charlotte's a pretty good sports city. Philly's the best, though. So passionate. That's why, guys, I tell you this all the time. Um, yeah, Boston for sure. You know, the guys that are on the sports radio in Philly, they don't have to be good. You guys run that Tampa Bay's pretty good. 
Here's my top five. Here's my top five NFL teams. I'll start five up. I got to go Steelers here. Now, look, this is going to change every week. I got Steelers at five. They beat the Bills. That's a pretty damn good game and a pretty good win. Okay? I got the Rams at four. Matthew Stafford. Now, that Bears team sucks. But the Rams, all those plus 25 plays that Matthew Stafford had, he was great in that game. I got the Seahawks three. They whooped up on Carson Wentz and the Colts. I got the Chiefs, too, because they maybe had one of the top opponents of the weekend. They did a nice job against the Browns, and you weren't going to beat them at Arrowhead. And I got the Bucks number one. I know some of you are saying, yeah, that Bucks team, I don't know. I agree. Let's see after a couple weeks here. College football, I got AM at five. I've got Oklahoma four. I've got Oregon three. I got Bama two. And I got Georgia number one. Those are my um those are my top five teams coming out of this weekend. By the way, I vote for the MVP, comeback player of the year, uh, for the NFL awards, and I vote for the top 25 for college football. So uh, you guys can influence me, in which many times you do. Been to many Seattle games. Oh, Seattle's a great fan base. Birdman. I've never been to an Eagle game, though, at the link. I've been to the link twice to for Army-Navy, but I've never been there for an Army, for an Eagle game. Yeah. A&M, by the skin of their teeth. Oh, man, Notre Dame. What was it, Toledo or Tulsa or whoever it was? Toledo? Man, I thought they had him on the ropes, man. I thought Toledo had him on the ropes. And I think that was in South Bend. Don King says the Rams look like they're in midseason form. They surely do, Don. The way they were throwing the ball down the field, as good as they were throwing it, really good. All right, we're going to take a brief timeout. We'll get back to all your thoughts. When I come back out to this 49er team, is going to tell us a little bit. How about the way Tug of Viola looked versus the Patriots? We'll hit on all that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears
live postgame show is powered by IBEW Local 98. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Josh Talentino's tomorrow from the Philly Inquirer covers the Eagles. And and by the way, I I told him I said this. I go, Josh, let me let me hook you up here. So I'm 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 expecting a little more animated. I said, look, I know you're from Miami. Okay, let me let me hook you up here. I'm Philly guy. You got to sound like you got hemorrhoids and you're pissed off at everybody all the time. <laughs> okay? This, if you do that, you're going to go far. Okay? And, and have an angle. Okay? Uh, but by the way, the only reason Howard Eskin's not on today is because he's doing a show for like a local TV station. So we had the guy who covers the Eagles on the Fox station on today and Gary Cobb. So I think Wednesday we got Howard. Yeah. I said, listen, Josh, nice guy stuff don't work there, dog. <laughs> they don't want any, they don't want any any part of that. He's like, why? I was just trying to I go, no, I by the way, in 99.9% of the other cities in the country, that's a good, it's a good presentation. In that city, let me hook you up. Listen. If you think that you're going to get me to tell you that this football team is going to win the East after 60 minutes of football, you're drunk. Not doing it. I don't know, something like that. I can't talk like that. I go, I know. I, I, know. I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I know. So, anyway. So, listen. I, I There's no question this football game this weekend is really going to tell us a little bit about um, more about the Eagles as they go through their progressions here. You know, here's the one thing also that Jalen has to do to make sure that he's continuing to get better and better. By the way, would we not agree what you saw last year to what we saw on Sunday? What did you see? You saw development. And would we not agree? How about this? You know what ended up probably really hurting 
Jalen Hurts in the end last year. I wonder how many people think that Doug Peterson stopped coaching. And when you're in a constant battle with the front office and you're constantly worrying about your job and you're constantly worrying about your coaching staff and you're constantly worrying about the people that you have employed, I mean, there's no question that, you know, you 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 get dis- distracted. If we're saying this about Aaron Rodgers now, think about this for a minute. You know, it, um, Krause saw my tweet on Rodgers. I said this about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to jump the gun. Now, what's, what's this? Krause goes like this. Sills, you can't give that guy the benefit of the doubt. Really? You can't give... Aaron Rodgers, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, the benefit of the doubt? Okay, are you crazy? Joey B, USC fly, fires Clay Helton. Jack Del Rio will get that job. Defensive coordinator, Washington. That's who I think gets that gig. Did they fire him? Clay Helton's been fired. Wow. I was kidding today. I put it out there that I had kind of been hearing the rumblings. Let me know if that's if that's happened. Let me know if that just happened because I put out how long before Urban Meyer takes the um takes the USC job. Don King said the Eagles were a clown show last year, top to bottom. Don, do you agree, though? It's been kind of shocking to see how they've really reeled it back in, though. I mean, listen, like I, I told everybody at the start of the show, wow, smile. Here's the, here's the difference, okay? Here's the difference. USC can hire anybody in the country. Paul says this. You see Baldy's break, uh, breakdowns for the Eagles O-line from yesterday. Hey, dude, he was right on. He was right on. We had Brian Baldinger on our program a couple uh, weeks ago, and Baldy's assessment was right down. Yep, yep. Paul, I was with you. I saw that. Same stuff. Mama says, I feel like Nick has command of the team and how he had to just sit back. That's what you're hoping for. Jimmy, Falcons do stink. And that's what Gary Cobb said in the last hour. So you do temper it. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> no, I would. if I were USC, I would hire um, Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator in, um, in Washington former uh, USC Trojan, I'd hire him. I mean, let's let's be let's be real here. He he did a hell of a job when he was the coach with the Raiders and they wanted to go get John Gruden. That team's regressed since he left. Joey B, Lane Kiffin, I love it. Hey Paul Mulata got paid too on Friday. Hey what's this? That guy hey Paul Mulata got paid and then he went out there and paid it off. Then he went out there and paid it off. He's knocking guys all over the place. Don says Hertz was exactly what the locker room needed. 
The coaching staff designed the offense around players' strengths, and it was brilliant. I said the same thing. I just, I, I mean, look, look, look at how I started my show out here. The, the, the play designs and the structuring of the plays were tailored to the personality of Jalen Hurts. And you have to understand, I mean, look, guys, drawing a post pattern for you and me are two different things, okay? My post pattern may have it like this. I may want to use a tight end. Block release. Some guys may be a little bit more athletic in the pocket. They may want to use the post with the receivers. So everybody's got a little nuanced difference in how they approach the game. I made the point to you, Urban Meyer's approach to the game was terrible. That entire coaching staff got an F. I mean, I saw this with Trevor Lawrence against the Texans. The Texans. And I'm like, ah. Urban Meyer's got a long way to go. Jimmy says, Redskins are out. Giants were never in. I thought, I thought Washington was in, Jimmy. Until um, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down. Now they got the, Tyler Heineken. That's what I'm calling him. The Cowboys have no secondary. The Cowboys really have no pass defense either. And I'm talking pass rushers too. So the Eagles have a chance to win the division just because of complacency. Eagles fan show rejoice. You took a huge step. Yes, yes. See, and, and, and Joey, that's the way to look at it. It's a step forward. There's 15 more, uh, actually 16 more of these steps that have to be executed here. San Francisco and then Dallas. I'm going to show you this as well. So watch this. The Falcons game, you're lucky you spanked them because these next eight quarters are against a good defense. and a get You got Trent Williams on that old line in San Francisco. He's the best offensive tackle in the game. As of today, as much as we love Jordan Milana, he's not him. Not yet. Your thoughts on Devontae? I thought he was put in a position by the coach. He was in space. His hands were great. Um, six catches, 71 yards. Just a tick under 12 yards a catch. Had a touchdown. Um, I really thought, Bob, they put him in a position to really be successful. And I think everything was so smooth and so in sync with one another. Yeah, I can't believe that Clay Helton's been fired. I, you know, I like Clay, but um, yeah, it was time. He was making four and a half million dollars a year. Paul said, Boza, Boza versus, hey, this guy, Nick, Nick, Hey, hey, Paul, this Nick Bosom is, I think, a tad bit better than Joey Bosom. I think he runs the hula hoop, and I think he gets around the corner as good as anybody. He is a really good – that's going to be some matchup, Bosa versus Mulata. Philly Fly Guy, you've been killing it so far, man. Great insight and interaction with the chat. Hey, Philly, thank you so much. I swear to God, man, I want, I, I want us to do something like a – 
tailgate one day. I mean, a Philly tailgate party with big sills. You know who I get to show up? I would get Gary Cobb to show up. I get Seth Joyner to show up. Who else could I get? Randall's in Vegas. He couldn't show up. Here's who I would get. Check it, Brian Dawkins. You guys like Brian Dawkins? Here's who I would get. I would get. I don't know if I could get. I don't think I can get Clyde Simmons. I'd have to see where what he's doing. But I could get Brian Dawkins. You guys remember Eric Allen? Do you guys remember the DB that played for the Eagles? His name was Eric Allen. Do you, do you, do you guys remember Eric Allen? He's a dear friend of mine. Goes everywhere, too. I, I love the guy. Um, I get Seth. Oh, I like Dawkins, man. <laughs> uh, oh, you guys love Eric Allen? Yeah, he's good people, man. He's good people, Eric Allen. I think he played with Jerome. I think he played with Jerome. I'm trying to think. Oh, Mike Gullick would come. Yeah, Mike Gullick would come for sure. Mike's doing a lot of stuff now, but he, we become really good friends. Yeah, that's right. He lives. That's right. He lives on. He lives down here actually now, Southern California. Believe me, the only reason I'm still living in Southern California because my daughter goes to um, college in Arizona. Big Sills is going to be in the Keys soon. <laughs> Hopefully, on an island with only boats with people like you guys. Troy Vincent. Ah, he works in the front office, T. Hilton. He works in the NFL's front office. He's like the head legislator now of punishment for players. A little too lati da for me. Want to get anything involved in that? Troy's good people, though. He is. He's good people. Yeah. Tailgating, right? At the link. Philly says, do you think Milata could smoke the Pro Bowl this year? Yeah. Yeah. I think he can make the pro. How about this, Philly? You don't want to just make the Pro Bowl. You want to be an all pro. There's a distinction. When you're an all pro, that means you're the best at your spot. And right now, it's the guy coming in this weekend and Trent Williams. He's the best OT. The guy in Kansas City's pretty good too. Orlando Brown. Okay, but Trent's the best. I don't know how Washington let that guy go for a bag of nails. It's the dumb. I think maybe was it a third rounder? That's a high pick. But, man, I'm not letting Trent Williams go. And O-linemen traditionally always take a little longer to develop anyway. That's why what Milana's doing is incredible. You don't see guys with that kind of fundamentals. I do think the rugby background has got a lot to do with it. I do. I think the rugby background. Helps him quite a bit. I do. We're going to talk more about that, about the San Francisco game here. Did I ever play against Todd Marinovich? No, but I've had him on my show. Yeah, Todd struggles a lot. It's all good. So, again, Jalen Hurts, 27 to 35, 264, three touchdowns, and most importantly, no turnovers. 62 yards rushing. Remember what I said to you guys? Um, I said that he had to be around 250 and 65 yards rushing. He'll have a great game. He did. 
Don King, week 18 at the link. I'll be there. Might have to make that happen, man. Might have to make that happen. Doing the brats, doing the, oh, my God, the grilling. I don't see a defense. That's hats. Yeah, Bob, I think the play calling for week one was sensational. The designs, like I said, of the plays were sensational. Guys were, it was such a great rhythm. The rhythm and the flow was really good. It was really good. Really good. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you this too. Tua Tuck of Viola played pretty well. You know, he's won eight of 11 starts. I don't know. Pretty good. Beat the Patriots, too. Not that Mac Jones looked bad, but um, yeah. No, I thought I thought Tucker Viola looked pretty good for the Dolphins. I did. Hey, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming aboard, man. You guys were awesome today. It's 49ers Eagles week. We're going to talk about the NFC East, all the big games coming up this week. This Aaron Rodgers story, too, now. You know, maybe you guys are right. He's pouting and all this and that. So much going on. College football, too. Wow. Ohio State getting knocked out like that. They're not coming back. They got beat up by Minnesota the previous week. want to thank everybody. Big Joe, thank you so much. Hey, Krause, awesome stuff. Thank you, guys. Don't forget, if you missed any of the show, 4 to 6 Eastern, each and every single time you go over to the Jacob Media channel, and you can like it, share it, watch it. But please do me a favor. Do that. We really appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6, catch you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.